Welcome to the How to Be a Minimalist podcast. My name is Katie and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you enjoy the show. There are links in the details of this episode where you can find out how to become a patron so that you can get bonus exclusive episodes and posts. You can also find links to my YouTube channel as well as the books that I've written. This is episode number 113, four tips for working on goals. Hey there, minimalists. I cannot believe that it is the end of January. And yet, as I've been looking back and reflecting over the month and how things are going with my goals and the things that I've wanted to accomplish this month, I feel pretty good about the things that I've done. A few items of business before we jump into the personal update. First off, I have to say I am so excited. The How to Be a Minimalist YouTube channel now has over 1,000 subscribers. Woo! I am so excited about this. I think that a lot of you have headed over to the YouTube channel and subscribed, which really is wonderful to me. I really very much appreciate it. And I love to see your comments because there's really not a way to interact with each other through any podcast apps or anything like that. But YouTube, you know, I can interact with some of you there, which is really nice. And those of you that leave comments saying that you've found me from the show or you found my podcast from my YouTube channel, it's pretty cool. I appreciate that. I posted a video on our last trip in our RV. We went to Nehalem Bay State Park and I talked about that last week, but if you want to see some footage from it, it was a lovely time. I don't think it was possible to get bad footage in that campground and of that beach. It was so gorgeous. It was really fun to film there and just to show you a little bit more of my home and what it looks like when we're out on the road. On last week's episode, I had talked about my daughter's Etsy shop and thank you so much to Bonnie for making a purchase. That was really sweet of you. I definitely appreciate it and she was so excited. So thank you so much for supporting her shop. I had to give a shout out about that. Also from last week's episode, I had spoken about my grocery budget update and I am so proud of myself. I had to be a little bit creative. I had to stretch our lettuce. My husband and I usually have a salad every day and I did have to be a little bit more careful about that, but I had $28.79 for a week of groceries. Also, I had a lot in the pantry. I didn't buy everything that we needed to eat in a week on $28.79. That would not have worked, I don't think, Um, not where we live and with our current food prices and things like that. But I was able to buy the produce that we'd need for the week, and I ended up with 40 cents left over. I was very proud of that. I should have bought another banana or two, but yeah, whatever. I'm happy to come in a little bit under budget. Also, I did record a little bit of what I purchased because I can't remember off the top of my head right now. And I will be posting it in a YouTube video showing some of what I bought in this coming week. For my personal update on my 2022 goals, one of my goals this year was to spend individual time with one of my family members each week. This last week was my son's turn and he wanted to have a movie night and living room camp out. It was so much fun. We made up our little, you know, camping spot in our living room and my son made us some popcorn. We chilled, watched the movie. It was so fun. Very simple, totally free. All in all, another success in this goal. Another goal that I had was to do one home improvement project each week. And this week I started working on a Valentine's Day pillow because I really enjoy having seasonal changes. It definitely helps me in the fall and winter time to get through when it feels so repetitive. I like to have a couple of things out for each holiday. It helps me out tremendously. So I got some yarn. I 
learned a new to me stitch. It's the bobble stitch. It is hard to work with cotton. I feel like my forearms are like getting buffer or something, but um, it has been really fun to crochet and I learned a new stitch. So that was really fun and it's almost done. I will definitely be posting some footage on a YouTube video in the future about that. This project is going to take me two weeks, but because it's a little bit more time consuming, I'm totally fine with that. And also my husband did a couple things around the house to improve our home. He reinforced one of our shelves that we have over our window on our RV slide and that was really nice. So a couple things got done around the house and that was the main goal. So that was very good. Lastly, my husband and I went on a date we went to a nursery. I have a goal to go to six different nurseries, new to me nurseries or garden centers, some people call them, this year. And we went to this place. It was called Sugawa. I think that's how you say it. And it was so much fun. I loved it. They have beautiful koi ponds, so many lovely things. It makes me want a huge garden so badly, but I I'm enjoying just going and looking around and learning. I'm learning so much the past year about gardening and it's pretty fun. I was very practical and I just purchased some soil as well as some houseplant fertilizer. But you know, if I find the perfect houseplant next time I go, I will probably pick it up. I would really like a Swiss cheese plant. They are so cool to me. I talk about my goals every week because I want you all to hopefully either get some ideas for how to live minimalism and what you can do with the extra time that minimalism is hopefully creating in your lives or, you know, just to entertain you a little bit, one of the two. But I do love sharing how I am working my goals, whether I'm successful or not. It's good for me to share them with you. But today I wanted to tell you a little bit about how I I carefully plan my goals and my top tips for making progress. I totally get it. It's hard to continue to make progress and to change or adjust our lives, develop our characters and things like that. It's hard. It's hard work to maintain something different. There are so many benefits that can occur in our lives, though, from putting that effort in that I hope that if you created any goals, that you will either adjust them or keep on going with them. And there's no shame in either one, but I hope that you are continuing to make progress, whatever that looks like and whatever you call it. Before we get into talking about my top tips, though, I want to talk about the two types of goals that I always have each year. I used to think that goals were the same as actions, but they aren't always equivalent. For instance, a lot of people can have a goal to save money. Let's just use that one because a lot of people have created that goal before. That is a good goal, but what are your action goals to go with it? It seems like a lot of times the goals that don't work out for people are the big picture goals and it's because they never planned an action goal to go along with their big picture goal. Their big picture goal was just to save money. There was no plan to save $5 every week by not going and getting a specialty coffee. There were no actions. There were just words of, I'm going to save money, but there was no figuring out how. There were no fine details in a plan. Sometimes you don't need an action goal and the big picture goal is the action goal, but a lot of times people just create 
big picture goals and they never think about the action goals. This was one of the biggest things that occurred to me several years ago when I realized that I only had big picture goals and they never worked out. And it frustrated me. Once I started looking into it, I realized, oh, I have no action goals. Of course, this isn't going to work out for me. The most important thing that I think anyone can do, myself included, is to zoom way out and see what are your big picture goals? What are the things you really want to be different in your life? And then zoom in and create action goals that will get you closer to that big picture goal. For instance, my favorite goal this year, I've got to talk about it, is that individual time with my family, those are my action goals, right? Like that is the thing that is getting me closer to my big picture goal. And my big picture goal is I want to be closer to my family. I want to take every opportunity that I can to bond with them and show them that I love them. And so this action is getting me closer. The big picture and action goals not only help me to move forward, but also it helps me to see if I am becoming stagnant or moving away from my big picture goal. For instance, if my family and I were not enjoying our time together, if I was super uptight or stressed out or trying to do something way too big instead of something simple on these nights when I'm supposed to be having fun, bonding, individual time with my family members, it would not be moving me towards my big picture goal of bonding and becoming closer to my family and showing them that I love them, right? Like I have to make sure that my action goals are getting me closer to my big picture goals. Otherwise, they're actually doing damage. I have dropped past goals. For instance, last year turned out to be so different and I found out that I really needed to be taking care of myself so much better and that became basically my big goal. I dropped so many things. I dropped so many of my action goals because I had to readjust and figure out how to do what I really needed to do. And taking care of myself was one of my big picture goals last year. But a lot of my action goals were the wrong things. They weren't getting me to where I needed to be with my big picture goal. This first part, in my opinion, is really, really important. It is so important to evaluate Are these things different? Do I have big picture goals as well as action goals? And are my action goals getting me closer to my big picture goals? With those tidbits out of the way, here are my four tips for working on action goals. First of all, sometimes the struggle is the best part, and it's really important to remember that. Maybe struggle is the wrong word here. Maybe adventure is a better word. <laughs> it can be frustrating to not get to the end where we have all of the payoff from working so hard on a goal. You want that big picture goal to be fulfilled. But it's really important to remember that all of those little steps along the way in our action goals were really important and also some of the most fun and gratifying work that we can do. I'll never forget when my son worked really, really hard. He worked so hard. He did extra chores. He saved up every penny that he could get. He asked people if he could do chores for them. He actually picked up a couple of little jobs here or there just to do little things for people where they'd give him a couple bucks. And he saved and saved and he saved because he had this one Lego set that he wanted and it was going to be a hundred dollars and he wanted it so bad. He saved for I think a year and he finally had enough money to purchase this Lego set. When he went to purchase the Lego set and he brought it home, He looked at the box for days and I finally asked him, are you going to build that Lego set? And he said, it was so much fun saving for it. Now I don't even feel like really building it. And I could tell that he was having that moment where everything had paid off and yet he was having the letdown after working so hard on something or enjoying something 
and having the journey or adventure be over. He did build the Lego set and he loved it and it was so fun. But it was interesting to watch my child go through this process of discovering that the adventure, even though he had fussed and fretted and been upset and struggled and hated the struggle and felt like it was too hard and he couldn't do it, even though he'd gone through all of those emotions while saving up for this Lego set, he finally got to the end and he appreciated everything that he had done and realized that that was actually the really good part. So when you are working on your action goals and you are struggling, try to remember that this is actually the good part. The struggle is where the good stories come from. Maybe they're not good stories at the time. Maybe they're horrible stories at the time. But eventually, those are the good stories. Those are the things that you will remember when you are at the end and you will think, oh, I remember when that happened and I didn't think I would be able to overcome it, but I did anyway. Those are the things that are going to make you proud of yourself. Or they might even make you feel frustrated and take even longer to work on your big picture goal. But they're the things that will help you to learn so that you can actually make progress. Talking about this reminded me of what has to be my favorite poem. I think this is my favorite poem. And it is called Good Timber by Douglas Malick. It is so beautiful. And I was told this poem in a really, really difficult time of my life by someone that I really respect. And when he shared this poem, it made me feel so much better about what I was struggling through. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the last two verses go like this. Good temper does not grow with ease. The stronger wind, the stronger trees, the further sky, the greater length, the more the storm, the more the strength. By sun and cold, by rain and snow, in trees and men, good timbers grow. Where thickest lies the forest growth, we find the patriarchs of both, and they hold counsel with the stars, whose broken branches show the scars of many winds and much of strife. This is the common law of life. It is a fantastic poem and one that I have found comfort in and rejuvenation in many, many times. It has motivated me to move on so that I can grow and so that I can become strengthened. You should totally look it up. If I can remember, I will try to link it in the details of this podcast episode. My second tip is to be organized. Our time will get sucked up by the vampires in our life if we let it. We have to make time for what's really important. I love to use my bullet journal. I love to use my phone. I set reminders. I do all kinds of things. I schedule out my action goals. I frequently look at my goals and ask myself, what am I doing? What have I done? What can I do more to further my goals? And I know that these are much more worthy time users than a lot of the other things that I could be doing with my life or things that I do with my life. I know that spending time working on my goals is a much more worthy thing than a lot of stuff that I could do. So I always try to remember that as well, but make sure that I time and schedule out things so that my action goals are actually getting accomplished. I definitely love to use my bullet journal for all of this, but spending a little bit of time to figure out how to make your goals a priority is very, very helpful. Maybe you don't need a bullet journal. Maybe you just want to set time. Maybe every day for half an hour from 7 to 7.30, that's when you spend time in your goals. It's totally up to you, but if you're not organized, it's probably not going to get done. My third tip is to make your action goals fun whenever possible. One of my big picture goals this year is to take good care of myself. And I created a bunch of action goals that are really fun so that I am motivated 
to take good care of myself. One of those action goals is to spend one and a half hours each week feeding my soul and doing something in that time that will really benefit me and fill the needs that I have for that week. Several nights ago, I made myself a smoothie. I grabbed my iPad and I actually created some music to go in my new YouTube videos. I like to create my own music and it is very apparent that I am learning and growing in that area because some of the music in my earlier videos is not that great, but I am learning and growing and I'm putting my music degree to you, so that's something. But uh, anyway, it was fun to indulge in staying up later, drinking my smoothie and creating some music. It was really a fun time. And whether people like the music or not, it was for me. It was my time to spend doing something that I love, but also it will happen to benefit others. I would have spent that time creating that music, whether I put it on a YouTube video or not. It was just fun and it absolutely fed my soul. There are so many different ways though that we can have a big picture goal that is even serious in tone, but can be really, really fun. Last week, I talked about minimalism and money goals, and that was a really different vibe to this episode. I did talk about making it fun to save money or do whatever it was that you're doing. I think the same applies here. Make it fun to have action goals. It's much more likely to be appealing and motivating to stick to your goals if you do that. My last tip is to involve others. Now, this is not always possible, but... It is very nice to have support or involvement. I am enjoying doing various of my goals with my family members. And it's it's nice. It's really, really fun. It was fun to go on a date with my husband to that garden center. It would have been fun by myself, but it was way more fun going with my husband. We were able to look around and talk and dream. And it was great. It was a really fun time. The other part of this, though, is that unmet expectations lead to frustration. So if you have a roommate, a significant other, children, parents, friends, whatever, those people, if they have expectations from you or if you have expectations for them, as far as your time goes and your activities, it can be frustrating if those things aren't happening the way that you or they think that they should be communicating about goals, the things that you want to do. Not only does it help people to feel like they're involved and they can support you or help you with whatever it is that you're trying to do, whether it's saving money or having that soul feeding time or whatever, it also allows people to understand what you're doing so that they are not feeling like you're keeping them out of your life. The more I communicate with my family about these things, the better. And I have had lots of experiences where I didn't communicate well and it did lead to frustration because someone maybe thought that I was supposed to be doing something with them and really had that time tagged for myself or whatever. So making sure that you communicate about what you're doing and your goals are, it can be a very beneficial thing. And I would make sure that you do it not just for the support because that is great, you know, having kind of that... um, buddy system is really good as well. You might also find that as you share with others, they also want to create goals. I have experienced this with my family time and time again. But again, we don't want frustrations. We want it to be a positive experience to create goals. And so sharing with your family, your loved ones, your close ones, that is important. It helps so much. I hope that you enjoyed hearing a little bit about how I create my goals. I hope that it helps you. Don't forget, big picture goals versus action goals. They're both really important. My minimalist challenge for this week is actually to look at your goals and see if you have the right action goals to achieve your big picture goals. Because again, we don't want to be using our action goals to lead us somewhere that we 
really don't want to go. And there's no shame in adjusting our action goals in order to get to our big picture goals. It's really important to distinguish the two and make sure that they are in sync with each other, whether now or six months from now or a year from now or whatever. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, it is all about the experiences, not the stuff. I'll see you next time.